Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Well, good morning. This is BK on the air. I'm not BK, but BK is with me. We probably should have rehearsed this. Who was going to start talking first? BK, how are you? Good. You're doing a pretty good impression of me, though. I like that. I'm trying. I got to hold on. I don't. I don't have the dulcet tones yet. I got to go out and smoke a pack of unfiltered camels. Come on back and try to get way down deep over here. You better be sure. I don't know what dulcet means. <laughs> we'll <better> be glad. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It is BK on the air. We're doing something a little different this morning. We're I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the dark side of the moon today at Moonbase Alpha secret uh, COVID nineteen free broadcast area. I'm sitting out here and I'm I'm, I'm seeing uh, UFOs go by. You no, know, see see how you can exaggerate something and it makes it sound more dramatic and uh, and 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 more interesting. You see that right? It usually Alan? beats the truth anyway. Yes, <laughs> that's right. No, I'm just. Uh, Sitting at home, um, l- looking at the uh, the dining room table and the light and everything, I got everything set up here because we thought it uh, probably was a good idea for me to stay home today since of what's going on. Uh, there's a little something going on in the, in the country and on, in the world right now. It's kind of screeched everything to a halt. And uh, I was going to ask you, Alan, I don't really remember anything like this happening anywhere like this. The only thing I can compare this to is maybe a, um, a snowy or ice event or, or some type or even a couple of days after 9-11 even or something like that uh, happened along this line. But this is this is kind of worldwide this time. This right? is worldwide. This is one of the longest uh, st- uh, I, I, I want to say uh, periods of time that we are shutting everything down. Even someone was telling me after 9-11, they, they, they stopped baseball and, and sports for a couple of days. But within a week, they were at least saying, hey, they need the distraction. America needs the distraction. We need to get back to normal. And that's not going to happen for a while because we, there's a whole difference between a terrorist incident and people are afraid to travel versus a virus that is literally running around the world, running rampant. And the other difference is uh, when those uh, instances occurred, we didn't have a uh, six foot uh, stay away from me zone either. Stay the heck away from me. Uh, so like we do now, and I understand why that's going on. But uh, we're 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 bunkered down here at the uh, at the BK household. We're we're, we're doing kind of what we're supposed to do. And uh, I had an interesting week this week. And uh, but we're going to try to help you escape all that today for two hours uh, up until noon. Uh, I want to pro- provide an escape from all that with a little fun. And and if you want to call in, talk about that and, and tell us your story, what you're doing, how it's affected you. Seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is our number. If you want to give us a call and do that. And I have uh, all the same stuff that we've always talked about. I'm going to flash the audience today at the bottom of the hour. I'll I'll do them, and and, and Alan can Alan can react to them because they're also crazy uh, when I when I give them out. And I even have, if you want, Alan, I have another Alan quiz today from oh, BTV no. that we can do, which is fantastic. <laughs> another no, chance to show one. just how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is one of those. This is one of those. How, how well do you remember the 1970s? 
advertising slogans. I'll give you a slogan and leave out a word or you tell me what the product is or whatnot that the, the, the slogan stands for. And I think you're going to do this in pretty good. I actually missed two or three of these because some of them were a little obscure, but uh, but you can uh, you can take it later today. And we'll have fun doing that, too, from uh, courtesy of our friends at MeTV at MeTV.com. Excellent. So things like if you said plop, plop, blank, I could say fizz, fizz. Right, exactly. And that would be oh, Alka-Seltzer. That's right. Oh, what so a see, relief it is. <laughs> you, 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 get a, you get a bonus one right there for that one. No matter what your score is today, you get a plus one for that. I get a plus <laughs> Yeah, so you, got, you knew that one. Uh, also, when we come back from each break today, I've got a few of these, but when we come back from a break, to make it lighthearted today and remember kind of how it used to be, I'm going to share, and definitely anybody can call in with, with one of these two, uh, a growing up and childhood memory that made you happy that you remember very well growing up. I'm going to come back, come back from each break and throw out uh, something I remember from my childhood and my growing up as a teenager and whatnot and share a little a, a little snippet with you. And people can certainly call in. Ellen, you can give me one, too, about when we were growing up. We grew up about the same time. We're about well, we're four years apart. That made a bigger difference when we were younger. Not so much now since we're at our <coughs> Stop early. it. You don't have yeah, to say so. it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I won't use the term. Stay on target. Again. That's right. Stay on I will target. not say the words senior shenanigans. I'm not going to. I'm going to stay away from that. Hey. So, <laughs> so I got that. And, uh, hey, the movie, the movie business has changed huge there's a lot of huge changes in the movie business right now uh it's affecting a lot of releases i've got a story about wonder woman wonder wonder brothers is uh looks like they may offer wonder woman that's coming out this year uh for you to watch streaming uh, uh totally because they don't know if the theaters are going to be open cinemas are going to be open to receive uh, audiences to watch these films so a lot of them are thinking about switching over to let you stream them at home which i think might be a smart move right now at least during what's going on i got that story and a uh, one of my favorite performers who played a certain commander of a starship he's he's doing some tweets his his self-imposed quarantine tweets uh kind of like captain kirk so i'm gonna read a few of those for you too and we lost a pop star i heard it on fox news and you were talking about it on waking up with alan earlier uh, on your show, Kenny Rogers, uh, we learned, has passed away this uh, this week. And say what you want about him. He was a pop star music legend who started in the 60s and, and just kept going. And uh, he, Alan, you couldn't turn on your radio in the 70s and early 80s without either hearing a, a song that he produced or, or sung or did a duet with somebody, if you remember that. Yeah, no, I Kenny Rogers was was the guy that everyone knew. Like, everyone right. knew the song. He was also a TV star and movie star. He's done so much in the world of entertainment. Um, the duets he sang with, like, Dolly Parton and others. And even when I played the song from The Big Lebowski, a lot of people don't remember in his sort of uh, psychedelic, almost funk era in the 70s when he was didn't sound like the country singer we know today. Yeah, he. Uh, I can't remember. Was it the first? I'll have to look at my my story that I have on him. Uh, it was Kenny Rogers and the. It was the first edition or fifth edition. I can't remember. First what edition. edition. It was first yeah, edition. The band was called. That's right. Yeah. And uh, every time that I knew the song and I was familiar with it before I ever heard it in the Big Lebowski because it was a radio staple for a long time and still is on depending on what radio station you listen to. But yeah, he started out more pop and rock and then gravitated more toward of a a country pop uh, sound. A lot of some countries uh, artists did that Conway Twitty if you remember him he started out as a as a rocker in the 60s and sounded a lot like Elvis and didn't really make it doing that so he switched over to country and enjoyed a, a lucrative career in country music for years so switching genres sometimes i guess can can help you out you know a lot of times that happens we've had country stars that had sort of that pop country and they've made it better as a pop star and then vice versa we've had some country stars that 
Uh, they started off trying to think they were the next pop star, and like, you know what, this niche of country over here, a lot of people are, are digging if I stay on this, uh, st- uh, you know, kind of music. Hey, whatever works, right? You know, I know a lot of musicians that actually are comfortable with a lot of genres, regardless of the ones that they actually have become known for. Right, and we'll also go into did this day in history later on in the program today. Today, today is March twenty first. I've got a, a this day in history list, which includes uh, a lot of things happened this day in history throughout the years, and also uh, a couple of birthdays. What was number one in the box office on March twenty first, thirty eight years ago? One of our favorite movies, and uh, it's a national something today. And I'll let you know what national days that it is. And no, it's not COVID. It's not National COVID Virus Day. So we're not. <laughs> it's not that. No, no, we don't want to make light of that. Unfortunately, we want to. Con- we want to try to make everybody feel a little less stressed, maybe a little more entertained. Even if it's just for a couple of hours of some mindless fluff, it, it, we all need it. That's right. It's BK on the air. We're uh, broadcasting a little differently today, but I am here. Alan's here. We're all marching on as normal. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear from the Golden Rage of TV with Pat McCormick here with BK on the air. Hey everyone, Alan Sanders here. And BK on the air. We're here to tell you about the fun, informative, and entertaining Saturday morning talk radio right here on WBHF. It's everyone's favorite Saturday show, Waking Up with Alan from 7 a.m. to 10. Oh, ho, 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 wait a minute. Just hold your horses there. I think everyone knows that BK on the air is everyone's favorite show on Saturdays. (laughs) You know, folks mostly tune in to wake up and hear me on Saturday. No, sir. I'm kind of the fun bowl of cereal for breakfast, and you're the cup of coffee. Iron Man. Captain America. Chocolate. Peanut butter. Adam's family. Monsters. Why do you always Why have to make such a big deal out of everything? Wait, wait, hold it. You said peanut butter and I said chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two great shows that sound great together. Well, back to back. We're the peanut butter cups of Saturday morning. Tune in to Waking Up with Alan from 7 to 10 a.m. And me, BK on the air, 10 a.m. till noon. Listen on our website at wbhfradio.org or use the TuneIn Radio app. Right here on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF. From 1968 to 75, the seven-season run of Adam 12 appeared on NBC with 175 episodes. Created and produced by Robert C. Nader for Jack Webb's Mark 7 Limited, the police procedural drama helped pave the way for shows such as Emergency and Starsky and Hutch. The unit was one Adam 12. Reportedly, the one stood for the LAPD division, the Adam signified two officers, and 12 was the car ID. Martin Milner and Kent McCord played officers Malloy and Reed, and the ever-familiar radio voice was an actual LAPD dispatcher named Sharon Claridge. Each Adam-12 episode had its stories based on actual police calls. Of course, the facts were changed to protect the guilty. Wait, I mean, the names were changed to protect the innocent. And speaking of names, just a few of the classic TV icons who appeared on this show included the likes of Barry Williams, Dick Sargent, and David Cassidy. Also, Tony Dow, Mark Goddard, and Lindsay Wagner. Family Affairs' Johnny Whitaker made an appearance, and speaking of Family Affair, the lovely Kathy Garver and Perry Mason's Barbara Hale both starred in the 91st episode. Jack Webb was known for emphasizing total authenticity, and in turn, the show inspired many young people to become police officers. And as a matter of fact, episodes of the show were actually used as real police training videos. 
This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the golden rage of TV. You can also find me on Facebook and YouTube. And now back to BK on the air. So uh, we th- always thank Pat for his diligence uh, bringing us the golden rage of TV and uh, glad to have him on board. He's fine, by the way. He's he's hunkered down down in, out in California, just the same way we are. And uh, we're, I was texting with him uh, day before yesterday. So. He's technically more hunkered down because Ga- is, Gavin Newsom right. locked the state down a couple days ago. That's right. You know what I said? I'd st- and if anybody wants to do it today, 770-386-1450 is our number. We're going <clears> to <throat> kind of go back. Remember back when it was a simpler time, your childhood? And you know what's funny is that's multi-generational. It doesn't matter what era you grew up in or what age you are now. Just think about the era that you grew up in as a kid or a teenager. It, whatever time that was, no matter what your age was, it was a simpler time. You can always say that uh, no matter who you are and what age you are. Anytime you grew up, I'm sure you agree with me, Alan. No matter what age you are, you think back on your childhood, and it's probably was more simpler time. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I want to get back to the eight-bit uh, uh, pixel graphics of my Atari twenty-six hundred. <laughs> right, kind of simpler people, day. <laughs> people would laugh at us and go, "Well, you were lucky to have that. I had a two sticks, a ring, and a dirt to play with in the yard." So. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different thing. But it was simpler, though. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what do I get for Christmas? It's a stick <laughs> <laughs> and a bag of rocks. Yeah, there that's you go. right. Oh wow. Anyway. So wait, I can take the stick and hit the rocks with it. That's kind of cool. I'll go out in the yard and do maybe that. Maybe we could invent a game that we could play where we have a <laughs> stick and something you throw at it, and you've got people to try to maybe catch it. Yeah. Let's see. What do we call it? Rock ball. Rock ball. Uh, rocks or something. <laughs> and that, yeah. And that died. <laughs> well, one of one of my memories. I was about eleven or twelve years old. Since we come back and break, I'll throw one in. Uh, going home from school for me in junior high school, uh, I had an option of either riding the bus or walking because I only lived about, when I was in those grades, I lived about less than a quarter of a mile from my school. So sometimes I would just walk home. Sometimes I would ride the bus to, to be social with the buddies and talk to them and ride the bus on the way home, which I couldn't talk very long because I was the first bus stop. Five minutes later, I was off the bus. But I would walk sometimes, but I couldn't wait to get home to watch television. Now, doing this radio show is no surprise that I, you know, pretty much was latchkey kid and television babysat my sister and I growing up, especially uh, uh, with mom, you know, working odd hours and whatnot. But we, we could do that with us back then. You could take us to movie theaters. I'm sure Alan went there as well back when we were kids and just drop us off and there's really no well. They might have been danger, but we didn't think about somebody picking us up or whatever. And I'm sure it did happen. No, back in fact, then, but we just didn't think about it. I've told this then. story before. My mom, uh, when we had one of the first shopping malls built where we lived in Detroit, just north of Detroit, Lakeside Mall had a movie theater, an eight house movie theater, but they didn't have outside entrances. You had to come into the mall, go to the one right. wing where the movie theater was, and come in that way. And my mom would drop my brother and I off when we were. I think I was I was uh, 11 when I went to go see Star Trek Two with my brother, who was nine. He was two years younger than me. And she said, all right, the movie ends in two hours. Uh, there's an area here, the lobby kind of area, where they've got almost like riser steps, uh, like big carpeted areas where the kids could run up and down and play while they're waiting for the movie to start. She goes, if, uh, if I'm not back here when a movie gets out, you just stay right here and I'll come get you. And so we would go see movies while she would go shopping. Same here. It was Gadsden Mall in Gadsden, Alabama, for us. Um, you and I grew up the same. It was just different, uh, loca- different, different geological, uh, geographical location and geological too, if you think about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was we, in the Jurassic was... period. And... <laughs> yeah, it's right. I had the raptors and stuff, and you had like the brontosauruses and stuff, like Flint, Flintstones up there. But we we were dropped off, and it was fun to go see a movie like that. But I wanted to hurry home after school because I had 
a lot of things on my docket to do. I had a lot of television to watch. So that meant if I had any homework, it would either get done at school before I was got on the bus or, or however time I could get it done at school or going to school the next morning, get it done then because all that at home time, I wanted to study because, you know, I knew I was going to have a radio show about, uh, you know, 45 years later uh, and I had to be able to talk about all this stuff. But I when I got home, the biggest TV shows I always try to that I always remember watching in reruns, rushing home, grabbing that bag of chips, plopping in front of that giant wood grain Zenith television that weighed 16 tons in the living room. I'm sure we all are familiar with those. And uh, Gilligan's Island was on every afternoon. Star Trek was on at some time or another. Uh, Battle of the Planets, the uh, the anime uh, cartoon about the guys who flew that looked like birds. And A Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, one of Irwin Allen's television shows that he did along with Lost in Space and Land of the Giants and uh, uh, The Time Tunnel. He was the big master of disaster, went on to make disaster films. But it, great show called Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea about the sea view. And the uh, and the submarine and the, and the adventures that they had. So that's that's one of the things that I did. A great childhood memory of mine: getting out of school, going home, and getting home and watching all these television shows in the afternoon after school. My big one coming home, of course, the ones you mentioned. We didn't call it Battle of the Planets. They had rebranded it to G Force, but same cartoon. Yeah, and same then thing. Yeah. The big one for me, and I loved it, was Ultraman. I would come home and watch him take on all of these monsters that were invading the the planet, and Ultraman would have to take them out. And that was one of my favorite. Lines live action shows to watch as a kid. Now, if you show us Ultraman, and uh, I watched one called Spectre Man and Space Giants, they were all the same thing. They were just redubbed into English Japanese shows about large robotic superhero-like creatures fighting uh, Godzilla-type monsters and whatnot. Uh, we loved it. We, 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 we would, like, get mad if we missed that stuff. You know, I tried to watch a Spectre Man or an Ultraman the other day, and, and I'm like, wow, I, I, I really liked this when I was a kid, but this is really bad. <laughs> but I didn't care. You know, we do that. I think the kids do that now. Uh, that grew up in the '90s watched. Uh, what's the team of What's the team of kids in the different colored outfits that was in Japan? I the, knew uh, you were going to ask me that. Morphin, the, the Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, the Mighty, Mighty Morphin, Morphin Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Right, and it's same, same premise. Show was in Japan first, came over here and was dubbed. Then I think America brought. Uh, took it up. Oh, yeah, it was recast completely. American Hollywood, Hollywood's known for that. Somebody's got a really cool <coughs> idea. Hollywood says, you know what? We've got more money. We're just going to dress it up and put more effects. Right, and we and sometimes we know from experience it doesn't necessarily make it better. <laughs> no, it no. Something there. Yeah. Sometimes it actually is worse. <laughs> but I'm sure if you show those kids now, which they're a lot older now, you show them Power Rangers, they might think it's silly too. But uh, that's just another great childhood memory of mine coming home amidst all that's going on right now. I'm just trying to bring up a few uh, fun things to talk about and to, to take us up till till noon today. And I've got a story. We may be changing how we watch the movies. Uh, as we go along, Warner Brothers is reportedly considering releasing Wonder Woman 1984 straight to digital streaming. Now, I've got this uh, I've got this from Nerve, NerdBot and uh, with all the theaters closed, movie companies have begun changing their approach to how their films are being distributed with no real time frame. I mean, we don't know when this is going to be over, folks, as long as this coronavirus will be affecting the film industry. All they can try to do is adapt and keep their audience happy. And with that in mind, Warner Brothers is considering streaming Wonder Woman 1984. For everyone, the news comes from the rap and nerdbot who state that they exclusively know that there have been talks between group chairman Tony, sorry, Toby Emmerich and his top advisors. As of now, it's just a rumor, but these, this is being reported in several news outlets, including, I think, uh, one of some of the more, you know, reputable ones. But when you see it on a lot and not just fringe sites, it starts to gain a little validity. Um, 
IndieWire also says they, they're saying that they're still in it for a full theatrical release through June the 5th. So you've got two different reports. One is another report coming from just one source. It's possible this could be the start of a new way of watching movies. It's unclear if this will last uh, past the panic. But if movie companies like Universal, Disney and Warner Brothers, et cetera, find that they can still make a good amount of money by releasing it to digital for the cost of the movie, they may keep it available as an option, especially for parents you know, who can't get out of the house as an option with, uh, you know, we've got newborns or young kids in the house that want to go see a movie. They could even make more than they would theatrically if they would just release it both to digital and on demand for the cost of the film, DVD or Blu-ray price and release it in the theaters as well. So this could dissuade people from seeing it in the theaters and no doubt they want to keep them happy. It could just be a right. pipe dream for new parents. Well, I've, got a, with disabilities. I've got a buddy of mine in the UK who actually was complaining initially because uh, the, the UK streaming price for The Invisible Man that's in theaters right now, they're allowing uh, whatever service he was using. They said, oh, you can stream this movie now. It's £15.99, uh, 15 pounds, £16 pounds will round up. He said, I'm not paying that. It would normally be £6 to go to the movie. And I said, well, when you think about it, how many people are in your living room? How many people? And I might, if it's only two of you, <clears throat> maybe you're thinking, God, that's not really a good deal. But for me, a yeah. family of four or five, that's a lot cheaper than going to the movies, and I get the comfort of my own my own home, and I don't have to worry about people's cell phones going up. Well, if they do, I can beat my kid, but, you know, right. I can control <laughs> right. my environment. And also, uh, if this blows over, they could be released in the theater as well, just with a delayed release as well. So a lot of options, a lot of things could happen. So a lot is on the horizon. It's BK on the air. Stand by. We're going to take a break. Doing it a little differently today, and we'll be back after these messages. to shows about movies and comic books, heroes and crazy news, I tune into BK on the air from 10 to noon, Saturdays. Yeah, I just go, you know, I pulled the window and opened the window and uh, we're planning on maybe going out for a hike later on in a local park, just her and I keeping our distance, but still going outside to at least enjoy, enjoy the weather if we can. But I'm looking outside now, some pretty, pretty forest in the back here. I've got, uh, I've got uh, squirrels and unicorns, Harry Potter on a, on a hippogriff uh, going by and uh, some uh, fairies flying around and some deer. It looks, it looks pretty peaceful and uh, magical and, and fantastical out there right now. I'm just, I'm just kidding. There's no squirrels. All right. Well, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you hear the, uh, the flash sounder. So you let me know if you're ready to, uh, the audience. You know, I am ready, and uh, I've got, uh, I've got the first news. And by the way, it is kind of like you're here with me because your Skype photo is on my phone looking at me. And it's kind of <laughs> like you're here. So. It's creepy. I've got, cool. I've got your cartoon image staring back at me. <laughs> That's right. Nothing like looking at Alan Sanders' acting headshot looking at you. It's really cool. He's a handsome devil, too. You know Aww. Uh, from UPI, something far more unusual than shortages happened in the toilet paper aisle of a Missouri Walmart store. A customer gave birth. Ooh. Jessica Hinkle, store manager at the Walmart store on Sunshine Street in Springfield, said the woman's water broke in the toilet paper aisle of the store Wednesday, and the expectant mother warned employees that her last child had been born 
after only 30 minutes of labor. Another customer who works as a labor nurse sprang into action. Good thing she was there. And donned gloves while she was carrying in her pocket while Hinkle and other workers alerted authorities and blocked off the aisle to give the woman some privacy. Springfield firefighters arrived in time to assist the nurse with the delivery, and the mother and child were taken to a local hospital after the birth. Hinkle said customers clapped and cheered for the woman as she was being taken out of the store on a gurney, and the manager said she spoke to the woman Thursday, and both mother and baby are doing well. There they, you go. They How clapped and cheered because they finally reopened the toilet paper <clears throat> aisle so they could go buy all the toilet paper they needed. <laughs> That's right. After she had the kid, the truck just unloaded all the toilet paper. Beep, beep, that's beep. right. Toilet paper. Uh, that's my shipment, actually. I'm going to take all 500 rolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. the, the, the mom left with a few, so yeah, we got to understand that. Why? <laughs> yeah, good thing she was on that aisle with all the paper towels. They might have needed that as well. That's right. I've got the next news. A California bakery is promoting safe behaviors during the coronavirus pandemic by selling quarantine cakes bearing messages including stuff like wash your hands the butter and bakery in san francisco said it remained open for takeout and delivery orders as the covid19 outbreak spreads and it's selling special quarantine cakes designed to be enjoyed by one or two people practicing safe social distancing Uh, they also bear slogans like you know wash your hands don't touch your face and pretend you're an introvert there you go Introverts are, introverts are loving this stuff, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, right you know, now. by the way, I don't know if you saw this meme, but uh, there's a picture of a guy wearing a full Michael Myers outfit in the grocery store, and it says <laughs> underneath it, though this mask won't protect you, it certainly helps keep with that social distancing. Isn't that great? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It is true. I'm not going by Michael Myers while he's looking for, uh, you know, the whatever milk he needs to bring home. I don't know if he's a skim milk guy or two percent, or if he's like all in with whole milk. But ah, uh, you know My- what? I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a wide berth. Michael Myers, or as we well know, that's a flat gray painted uh, William Shatner Captain Kirk face from the Star Trek. Is what that mask is. Hey, Only some of us know got that. that William Shatner face. <clears throat> that's right. I've got another news. <laughs> A truck went off the highway in Texas and overturned on the median, spilling 40,000 pounds of... Yeah, it's another one of these. You want to guess what he spilled out? Um, it's a drink. It's oh, a drink. drink. Uh, Yoo-hoo. No, not Yoo-hoo. I wouldn't care if he spilled that out. Dr. Pepper. No, doctor, not Dr. Pepper. A little more maybe uh, athletic. Oh, guy. Gatorade. If you work out, you drink it. Gatorade. Or- Gatorade. That's right. Gatorade. The Texas Department of Public Safety said the driver who suffered only minor cuts accidentally went off the road early Friday morning on Interstate 45 in Willis. The truck rolled on its side, causing it to spill some of its load of 40,000 pounds of bottled Gatorade. The DPS said several lanes of the highway were closed while crews worked to clean up the scene and take a little drink here every now and then, too, to stay hydrated. Wow. You know what? Uh, We've you, heard worse spilled than yeah. that. Somebody bring sure. me a very long straw. I don't want to have to <laughs> lean over the road. I just want to stand up. <laughs> right. Do you ever used to like interconnect straws at the at the dining room table or at the excuse me, at the uh, uh, restaurant table to see how long you can make it and still drink out of your drink? Now, see there. There's a childhood memory that you did that I've never. We've never did that. Really? Never tried yeah. to like you like because you have to like pinch and fold the end just a little bit to let it insert. But I used to get about two or three, and then my mom would like slap me and say, "Don't do that in public." No, we didn't. But we did. We did. Your sister and I used to get those things called crazy straws where they'd come up and go into like 40 different pretzel curves before you got it up to your mouth. And those are always fun to, to play with. Uh, Love that. Too. Now I've got a version of that that comes from the two beer cans I wear on the side of my hat down into my mouth when I'm at a game. 
See, those are great. I think I first saw that on The Simpsons. Absolutely. I've got another news. We're making some of this COVID-19 savvy here on this news stuff. But a Minnesota restaurant is offering an unusual promotion for customers amid the pandemic. A free roll of toilet paper with takeout orders over $25. Great. The Cambridge Bar and Grill in Cambridge announced all orders totaling over $25 now come with a free roll of toilet paper and uh, product some customers are having difficulty finding, which I still to this day don't understand the whole toilet paper shortage. I don't get that. They state they want to bring a smile to customers' faces as a break from the anxieties from this pandemic. How nice of them. That's kind of cool. Hey, that's more coveted than uh, a coupon or, or I guess a little bit of cash now, I guess, if you think about it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I've got another news. A Maryland distillery switched production from liquor to hand sanitizer amid the shortage of the product stemming from the coronavirus pandemic. See, this I've got all, got these all over the place. Twin Valley Distilleries in Rockets. Sir, have Hill, you been Maryland. drinking? I sense a strong odor of alcohol <laughs> coming about your person. Nope, just my hand sanitizer. Yeah, but my hands are really clean, though. They smell uh, like bourbon. too. <clears throat> they announced they're producing and selling four-ounce bottles of hand sanitizer for $4, an eight-ounce bottle for $6.50. The distillery, the only business of its type in Montgomery County, said it quickly received federal approval to make hand sanitizer from a recipe of ethanol, glycerol, aloe vera gel, lemongrass oil, and vitamin E oil. There's your uh, There's your ingredients right there. Jonathan Share, the general manager and head of production for Twin Valley Distillers, said the company wants to make sure the hand sanitizer remains affordable. The distillery is limiting sales, of course, to two bottles per customer to prevent hoarding and price gouging reselling. Good. So uh, they're doing their part, too. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, I love it. And you, you remember that guy that we talked about a few months ago? Maybe it was last year. Or maybe it was two years ago. They all run together with me when we talk about these subjects. <laughs> last month uh, or two years ago. <laughs> yep, all together. Yeah. It, but it's only on the radio that it runs together, not when we're in person talking about stuff. Uh, the guy who who was going to Disney, um, the, 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 he had a streak of going to Disneyland because he had uh, the free admission or whatever. Uh, I've got a news. Whoa, you threw me off. <laughs> I just tested Sorry. Me. Do you want to do that again? Yeah, I've got another news. A diehard Disney fan who had visited California's Disneyland theme park every day for more than eight years ended his streak just shy of 3,000 days when the park temporarily closed. So, poor guy. He's, uh, I'm sure he's not loving life. Aww. That's not his fault. Does yeah. that, shouldn't the uh, Guinness Book of World Records allow it to continue on once they reopen? Because it wasn't his fault. Yeah, shouldn't there be a COVID-19 uh, exemption on that form? Yeah, just put like out? a little asterisk in there that said, uh, although it was temporarily interrupted, it was, uh, you know, not through the fault of the user. You know how they have words and numbers for forms? It actually sounds like a form. Grab the COVID-19 form. All right. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. I promise I'm not going anywhere. And now, back to the guy who secretly thinks J.J. Abrams did the best job with any Star Trek movie, but he'll never admit it. It's BK on the air.
You know, we were talk, We talked earlier. I'm trying to come back from the break with a uh, with a, with a childhood memory and ha- more happy times. Not that it's not happy now, but we want to make it a little lighthearted, make everything. Everybody try to forget what's going on in the world and in your own backyard and your hometown right now. We all know what's going on, but we want to try to take away take you away from that. Uh, like uh, like the slogan quiz I'm going to give Alan later about what 70s slogans uh, from the 70s and see if you can figure out what they are. Uh, like, uh, remember Calgon? Calgon, take me away. Take me That's away. Yes, with a little spiral and she's in the bathtub with all the suds. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm everyone's Calgon today. I'm going to try to take them away from all that. Well, another memory I had, and I want to continue the TV talk. I talked earlier about rushing home from school to see certain television shows, and I would sometimes I make my own sandwich with a bag of chips and sit right in front of the television. They said it'd ruin your eyes, and they were right. It almost ruined mine, I guess. But I'm all right. I just need glasses to read now, but uh, no worse than some people. But uh, Friday nights. For at least three or four years, CBS ruled Friday night, and especially the year 1979, because Friday night was the night to be in front of that television. First up, uh, now we were, depending on what time zone you were in, it was 7 p.m., The Incredible Hulk came on CBS, one-hour program. Then at 8 o'clock, it was followed by The Dukes of Hazard, and then at 9 o'clock, the nighttime soap opera, Dallas. That's, that's the night that I vividly remember Everyone crowding around the television because it had a little something for everyone. I was into the Incredible Hulk because I'm the comic book guy. Now, we all watched the Dukes of Hazard because it was just a fun escape oh, cartoon for adults. I mean, it was a cartoonish, goofy uh, television show for everyone to watch. And then Dallas would come on at 9, at, uh, 9 p.m., and my, and my mom would watch that. Of course, she would love that, and any of her friends wanted to come over and watch it with her. I didn't care about Dallas. I checked out after the Dukes of Hazard. So, wow, Friday nights on CBS uh, from 78 till about 1980, 81. Those three shows were always locked in somewhere in that time zone. And I remembered them. Uh, I remembered them well, Alan. Yeah, you were Central Time. I was Eastern, so we would start at eight o'clock for us. But yeah, it would be eight to nine. Watch the Incredible Hulk, and then we would uh, continue on. And then as soon as Dallas or any of the quote adult soap operas we came on, I checked out and did something else or went to bed. And you know, I had friends that <clears throat> and relatives that did not live in the South, but the Dukes of Hazard was goofy fun, and uh, just about everybody you were in Michigan. Just about oh, yeah, we watched Dukes of Hazard all the time. Yeah, even though it was a goofy show set in the South, and it was kind of stupid now that you look back on it. Everybody, it was big in the ratings, and everyone countrywide watched it. And the Dukes of Hazard was big in uh, in Europe, too. They they showed it over in Europe, and uh, they loved it in England, from what yeah. I understand. I love the Waylon Jennings narrator bits in between. <laughs> You'll be They'd freeze-frame the car in mid-jump. Uh-oh, we're not sure if that was a good move. And then they would go to commercial. <laughs> You know, we need to record our own for when we go to a commercial on the show. We need to do some of those. That would be funny. And you know what was always funny is when we would come back as if we didn't know what had happened prior to the commercial break. Well, the boys decided to take that jump. Let's see how that went. <laughs> it's like, let's, wait a minute. Let's watch, let's watch that car hit the ground and, uh, and and tear all the heck, and then the very next shot, via editing, it'll be uh, perfectly brand new and okay. You know, I think that's where I gained my skill for continuity errors, because I would catch stuff like that. I'd watch, a, and in movies as well, I'd see a car do a jump or hit something, and you realize the fender came loose, and then the next shot, it's perfectly intact. And I want to give you a, a weird fact from the Dukes of Hazard that you may not know. Did you know in some of the earlier episodes, they used miniatures for those shots? No, I did not know that. They they and did, I and I, I, I had that. no idea. Now, I need to go back and maybe try to find some of those now and look at it and see if I can tell with our more 
seasoned, trained motion picture television production eye that we have now in our in our later years that we have. We might be able to see that now if we watch it, if you think about it. Yeah, if, especially if on our Ultra 4K HD TVs. Um, I will tell you this. I've been watching The uh, Next Generation, which came out uh, in the late 80s. Uh, I don't know, some mid-80s, because it was up in Michigan, I think. Well, maybe I was already down here. It's hard to remember. Yeah, it started, started in 87. Yeah. Okay, so I was already down here. But uh, the first season is, well, the, all of them are on Netflix, but I'm watching them right now. I binged about four episodes yesterday. They are still in the uh, four-by-three aspect ratio, so it's really weird. I've got my widescreen TV, and I've got the black bars to the left and to the right, and it looks like I'm watching a square television instead of widescreen. So I'm hoping later seasons they've, uh, they, they'll put them in HD because it's a little weird seeing it squished together. See, we're complaining like our parents and grandparents did when widescreen films came out and said, I'm losing picture on my television. Well, now you and I have got the black bars on the edge now going, oh, man, I feel like I'm losing picture. Yeah, well, it's not so much losing. <laughs> it just feels weird because, like, all of the close-ups, right. you know, when anybody's facing each other face-to-face, you could tell it feels artificially too close so that way they could both be on a television screen. Like, you've got all this room. You don't have to be, you don't have to be like, within kissing right. distance to have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried to watch some of those 90s shows now that, that, that they didn't go back and do anything to, especially when I pull them out. And I'm like, oh, this show was in the 90s and it's on DVD or the show is a, a, a streaming channel is is running an, an old show from the 90s. And wow, I can really, really tell the difference even now on my HD TV for those shows that weren't in HD in the 90s and early 90s. You watch them now and I'm like, man, I'm really spoiled on HD. This looks like crap. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. It's distracting. You know, I will say this about watching and going back and binging because when I, I mean, it came out, as you said, 87, so I was 16 when it came out, um, about to turn, so I was 16 and a half, about to turn 17 when the uh, fall programming was coming on, and I told you I wasn't really into the first season so much, I, w- I picked up on it more in seasons three and four and then really got hooked, but to go back and binge it, I forgot how many uh, characters they established <laughs> early in the first season that they would become recurring characters like Deanna's mom, like Lore, the uh, twin evil brother for, uh, for Data. I'm like, geez, they, they established a lot of this early on, and I didn't remember that in season one. So even though I'm sick and tired of Wesley being wedged into every episode, I'm really digging going back and binging The Next Generation. You were 16 and 87. I was already 20 years old. You were just getting your driver's license. Wow. Yeah, I was driving around. <laughs> My dad told me, if you want to go somewhere, you better have a job. I'm not filling your tank. I'm like, oh. Well, there's another one of those re- those instances that we talked about before where the years between us meant a lot more than it does now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say so. I would, I, would, I would have been the older guy that would pick you up and go, oh, you need to go somewhere? Yeah, hang, hang out with us. Come on. You're out. the guy we'd be go like, hey, the he's the guy that's got the stuff. Flag him down. Hey, dude, I hear you got the beer. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> I just don't want to be the older guy pulling up to the high school going, all right, all right, all right. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> don't want to be that guy. Please, no. You don't have the Mr. Microphone swinging by, turn up the radio. Hey, good looking. <laughs> we'll be back to pick you up later. Woohoo! That doesn't work you know, so well in this. Mr. Mi- I wanted one so bad, but I yeah. never had one. Me I too. Uh, maybe that maybe it's uh, that's why it took us a while to get into real radio, because we never got the Mr. Microphone, so we just... We never got a chance to practice early on. Well, they made it an impromptu, uh, which you could make it a PA system at some of our schools when something would happen, like out in the out on the bleachers or, or out in the area where we congregate, and, and they'd want to talk to people. Uh, one of the teachers would bring their their RCA Pioneer, whatever boombox they had at the time, the radio player they had at the time, set it right there on the bleachers, pull the antenna up because it worked on an antenna 
frequency to, to receive it, turn that, so one of our teachers had a Mr. Microphone, turn that sucker up and there, we could all hear them talk. So it came in handy at school with one of my teachers once. Built-in bullhorn. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> which works fine because the regular bullhorns, they weren't always that great. Uh, they could have borrowed one from the, uh, from the cheerleaders who had them for cheers. Although to I be quite honest, I'm oh, sorry, I had a buddy who had one though. Quite honestly, the commercial always sounded 10 times better than you could ever make it sound on your own little portable radio. Oh, I'm sure it did. I mean, isn't that everything that they advertised on television was always better? And even in photos, things would look better. Heck, when we when we go eat food and we see the pictures of the uh, of the burgers and fries on television, we know they don't look like that when we pick them up, especially the drive-through. <laughs> right, they're squished. I got I got a squished burger here. It's not quite as thick as the one I saw. Uh, 770-386-1450 is our number if you want to call in and and give us your childhood memory or something happy from happier times with all that's going on right now. I do have a quick story. Maybe I can squeeze this in before the break from John Weiss at Sci-Fi. William Shatner posts Kirk-style captain's logs amidst this coronavirus isolation. Twitter is the final frontier. While he recently said he would no longer play Captain James T. Kirk on screen, I don't really know if anybody asked him to, but he said he wouldn't. William Shatner has discovered that you can take the man out of the Star Trek, but you can't take the Star Trek out of the man. Beaming oh. onto social media, the actors have, have he's been tweeting Captain-style logs, the kind of which Kirk would di- dictate on the show and the feature films. You remember those logs? Yeah. Which offer updates on his life amid the coronavirus pandemic. We like to imagine he's social distancing on the deck of the <laughs> USS Enterprise. Here's one, for example. Captain's log, Stardate 1 of self-imposed isolation. After having arrived at Planet Home, I was warmly greeted by emissaries Espresso and Macchiato. I look forward to my planned respite from my normal duties. Kirk out. Shatner wrote in the first log from yesterday. All right. Hey, we now, may have somebody here. I don't know if you'll be able to hear them. They quickly were on, uh, wanting to call into the show. We've got uh, Carl. We've got about 30 seconds. Carl, good morning and welcome to BK on the Air. What's on your mind? I did want to say today my birthday. I appreciate it. All right, Carl. Thanks for being out there and listening. We appreciate you being out there. BK, I don't know if you could hear the phone. Did that work for you? Fantastic. I could hear him. I could hear him. Excellent. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm always glad he he calls quite frequently. I'm glad that everyone's out there listening. I mean, it's a if anything, you could listen to the show today if you're sitting in your home or wherever. It's a, it's the thing to do. To you can listen to talk radio like you in the morning before me, and then from ten to noon me. I mean, we can keep people entertained or this, right? I think so. I mean, it's working for me. I'm entertained, and I'm sitting right here on my butt listening to you. By the way, Shatner, when he when he um, when he mentioned the emissaries, espresso and macchiato, those are his dogs' things. By the way. <laughs> I love it. Named after two different kinds of coffee. That's right. And the guy walking his dog with a drone. Did you see that during the coronavirus? He was walking his dog with a drone in Europe. I did not see that. That's funny. <clears throat> well, it's BK on the air. We're going to take a break. And when we come back uh, after the top of the hour, we're going to hear from Channel Star Wars, the Channel Star Wars report. They're in full force and ready to go. And uh, more as Alan and I keep you entertained here with BK on the air with the coronavirus central. I'll be back. Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. 
Greetings to all of our friends out on Dantooine. It's time for your Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by the Greater Grang Spaceport Society. Mitos Arrow, Hyperspace Cruises, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Coming at you more aggressively than a raging gruel, I'm your host, Mike Mann. Dantooine. Kicking things off this week, Gone Without a Trace. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, brings us a new arc following ex-Padawan Ahsoka Tano as she tries to move on with her life after the Jedi Order while hiding her past and abilities. As she learns to trust a new ally and makes new friends along the way, will she be able to hide her identity? Can she trust these new non-Jedi comrades? Tune into Disney Plus to find out these questions and more. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. On the collection front, Hot Toys revealed their latest figure set, the Mandalorian and the Child Deluxe set. This 1-6 scale set includes a magnificently detailed Mandalorian featuring his mudhorn signet on his updated armor, a tracking fob, and even an LED light-up Camtono full of Beskar. Also included are the Whistling Birds weapon and a jetpack, but that's only half of it. Everyone's favorite baby Yodian, the child, features two interchangeable heads while he hangs out in his highly detailed space cradle. Also available is a standard set, which includes the same Mandalorian, but with a standing child figure and far less accessories. Both Hot Toy sets will be released in the spring summer of 2021, but are ready for pre-order now. Shut up and take my money. And finally, going a little off course, to all of our friends in the Earth sector who are currently experiencing a pandemic of historic proportions. Now is the time to remember that we are all one people. Now is the time to put the differences aside. Quit the finger pointing, stop the capitalization on the misfortunes of others, and just be there for one another. Use this time to better yourself and to better others around you. And make sure you keep your loved ones close in these times. For ChannelStarWars.com, I'm Mike Mann. May the Force be with you. Always. And now, back to BK on the air. And a big thanks to the crew, Mike Mann, everyone over there at ChannelStarWars.com for bringing us those reports every Saturday. Everyone's always interested, at least on this show, if you're listening, what's going on in the world of Star Wars. Check them out. At ChannelStarWars.com, find them on Twitter and on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're always glad to have them on here every Saturday. Now, let's go into this day in history, March the 21st. There are some things that happened, believe it or not, on this day in history. And we'll go into some of those right now. 1963, March the 21st, Alcatraz Prison in San Francisco Bay is closed. Uh, they closed it today. And uh, if, you, if you know why, just watch the uh, movie Escape from Alcatraz. Uh, Clint Eastwood and those guys escaped. They never knew why. Never never caught them. So that's, I guess, why, that's why they closed it. 1964, Beatles' single, She Loves You, goes to number one on this date, March 21st in the U.S. and stays number one for two weeks. March the 21st, 1965, one year before I was born, U.S. Ranger 9 launched, and it takes 5,814 pictures 
of the moon before it crashed into the moon. So I guess it transmitted those uh, lunar pictures before it did crash into the surface. 1970, March 21st, the first San Diego Comic-Con International opens at U.S. Grant Hotel. So that's the first one of that kind at San Diego. Giant Comic-Con out there in California. First one is held on this date in history in 1970. 1980, Alan, March the 21st. We just talked about Dallas earlier. Today was the day they aired, actually it was at night, was the, was the date that they aired the episode where J.R. got shot was on this day in history. Became a huge subplot. Even if you weren't a Dallas fan, people would either start watching or they were talking about it. I, even as a kid, having never watched the show, all I knew was, who shot J.R.? That's right. T-shirts, posters, uh, covers to magazines, you know, maybe on underwear. Who shot Jr.? They had it on everything. Socks. Yeah, but that uh, means something different. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And then we found we found out, I think, at the beginning of the next season, who shot him. It was uh, it was the actress Mary Crosby playing Crystal. It was uh, it was uh, Sue Ellen, his wife's sister. Who shot him? Everybody was they and they everyone had the red herring scene in the episode of, you know, it all ended with something like every time he would see someone in the episode before the end, they'd go, I'll get you back, Jr. If it's the last thing I do, I'll get you back, Jr. If it's the last thing I do, I'm like, oh, so it could be all of these guys. Right. And it became crystal clear who the one was. That's right. Where's the rim shot? 1982 on this date, the movie Annie was a debut directed by John Huston with uh, Albert Finney as Daddy Warbucks and Carol Burnett uh, starring in Annie. Uh, Birthdays today. Happy birthday, March 21st to Timothy Dalton. One of my great actor. Loved him as James Bond, but he's done so much other than that. He was hilarious in that movie Hot Fuzz with Simon Pegg as the grocery store guy and uh, the Rocketeer. He played the uh, Errol Flynn type scallywag actor who was actually in with the Nazis, they found out, in, um, in uh, uh, The Rocketeer. So Timothy Dalton's birthday. Uh, it's also the birthday of Roger Hodgson, the, the, uh, the rock vocalist for Supertramp, another great rock group that I've, been listen- that I've listened to for a long time. And uh, one of Alan's and I's favorite actor today is Gary Oldman's birthday. What a great actor Gary is. Gary Oldman, just uh, one of those people who, when he takes on a role, becomes somebody completely different. He doesn't look like the same thing. He can he can go from playing Dracula to playing uh, Beethoven to all of a sudden playing Commissioner Gordon and all of a sudden playing Sirius Black on Harry Potter. The guy is amazing. Yeah, he's always I mean, been one of my favorite actors um, ever since I saw the uh, the professional uh, when he was the dirty cop trying to get the hitman and the hitman turned out to be the good guy. I thought, wow, what a great movie! And a, a very 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 young Natalie Portman. All the way through to uh, playing Commissioner Gordon in the uh, the Batman trilogy, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy that came out a few years ago. Just a tremendous, tremendous actor. Another actor's birthday today, March the 21st, Matthew Broderick, another guy that we grew up with uh, watching him on the big screen as well. Yep, and uh, the original voice of uh, Simba in the animated version of uh, the Lion King, but he was in, of course, the movie we probably all saw as young 80s teen moviegoers in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right, another another 80s uh, staple, uh, Lady Hawk with Rutger Hauer. He was in that. And uh, he really showed his acting chops uh, when he did a movie called Glory about the, uh, the Civil War. The movie called Glory was fantastic. Uh, he's a tremendous actor. One of the things that's always going to be a little marred for me is remember when he killed somebody in a drunk driving accident and never had to do anything about it. Um, anytime I hear a celebrity gets away with something, it always sort of taints my view of them. You know, we can't get away with anything in radio, that's for sure. We actually get double the punishment. Right. <laughs> if we do anything wrong. I got a couple more that I'm going to save till after the break. So when we come back, I'll tell you about a few more things that happened on March 21st and what national day it is. It's BKL News. Stay tuned when we get back. 
All right, Cincinnati, shape up, because it's time for your morning checkup. The doctor is on duty. Welcome back to the Nonsense Lyrics portion of the BK on the Air show. Alan Sanders in the studios. BK coming in from uh, Ice Station Hoth. (laughs) Ice Station Hoth Zero. That sounds good. I like that. (laughs) What are those walkers in the distance coming this way? Oh, they're probably Just ignore them. They're probably not going to get here anytime soon. (laughs) That's right. Another childhood memory for me before we get back to this day in history. When I was 11 years old in 1978, I had vivid memories. We talked earlier about walking home from school. There was this little... Grocery store on the corners. I walked home from school and I would usually walk in there on the way home and buy me some candy or, or a drink or whatnot. Uh, my, my, my drink of choice when I was 11 was Mellow Yellow, by the way, just grabbing a, a Mellow Yellow and grabbing me a pack of space dust. A lot of people call them pop rocks, but mm. we, had, we, we had space dust in the region that I grew up in. It was more there were chunks in it that would pop in your mouth, but it was more of a powder type stuff, hence the word space dust, and pop it in your mouth and start crackling and popping and whatnot. And I tell you what, if you could do that with a Mr. Microphone and amplify that sound, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, we actually, we did that in studios before, uh, back a while ago, when I came and brought you guys back some Pop Rocks, and you did the uh, you did the challenge with uh, Commander Clark in studio with some soda and a mouthful of Pop Rocks, and then open your mouth for the microphone. I was like, oh, that's moist and poppy sounding. That's closer than I ever want to be to your mouth. When we do... <laughs> When we when we did, it was like we you that, were in my ear, like oh, oh. <laughs> and I and I thought it was great that you brought those in. And when someone heard that on the radio, someone messaged me later that day and told me you sound that that sound sounded over the radio like you were cooking fourteen strips of bacon and a quarter <laughs> cup of grease. I'm like, well, that's a great way to explain it. You know, that's fantastic. The little sizzle and pops were coming through very clearly. Little sizzle and pops. Yeah, Space Dust. And uh, I would always try to, I don't know what the movie at the time would have been, but in 78, it would have been uh, It would have been Star Wars. I would have picked up a pack of Star Wars Tops brand trading cards. Uh, Tops, Tops was the trading card company. I mean, they, you're familiar with them. They did sports cards. They, they, they covered the whole entire spectrum of collector cards. But I'd pick up my pack of Star Wars cards, open it up, put that horrible uh, bubble gum that lasted about 20 seconds, and it was over. It was like cardboard anyway. Then you'd spit it out, get, get your life out of it, and then look at which cards that I got in that pack of Star Wars cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved, loved getting them. I, did, I didn't have the ability to collect cards by the, like in the packs, but I would love when we would get a products like Wonder Bread and other things. We would get Star Wars cards, one per loaf, and we were trying to collect them all that way. And, you know, it was it was fun because you wanted you wanted all of them. But when you got older, card collectors, you know, you turn into adults and you became the adult collector. You're like, well, I'll just buy if you bought a whole carton packet a box of them you were guaranteed to get an entire collection you get a lot of copies but you were guaranteed to get an entire collection well that lost some of the the magic and the fun for me i'm like well, what's the fun in just getting that i mean i know you can do that but you know buying them a packet of time you had to really go through it was a hard hard way to do it that way and you, you you had to use your own money usually to do it but that was the fun of collecting it that was part of the fun right absolutely yeah uh, and of course, being a kid, the idea of keeping them in collectible condition for years down the road never entered my mind. 
Oh, no, no. We always held them in our sweaty, muddy hands sometimes, and I wouldn't want them to get them dirty, but sometimes that would happen. They would get frayed on the edges and get stained with whatever, and and then you'd want to trade, you know, whatever you could get. Oh, you have Han Solo? Oh, I don't have Han Solo, but I do have this Luke Skywalker one here, and uh, it's of the red series, not the yellow series, but that really got into some detailed stuff. And then you picked up the Superman, the movie cards, and it got into the Empire Strikes Back in 1980, so collector cards of movies i wasn't the sports fan so i didn't get the sports cards but movie and tv shows i did try to pick those up a lot let's get back to this day in history night uh, uh especially march the 21st 1982 i went back 38 years ago can you give me a stab in 1982 what do you think this time on march the 21st what the what the number one film at the box office was i'm gonna guess at the box office around this time star trek 2 wrath of khan that's a good guess. Star Trek didn't open until June. June, okay. But it, but it but it would really rip open the box office after a while once it was out. Nope. The number one movie this time in 1982, which was 38 years ago on March the 21st, Conan the Ooh, Barbarian yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. Directed by John Milius, who, uh, uh, Jim Dunham, who does a show on WBHF. You guys are talking about him on this, uh, this uh, the stories that won the West not too long ago that he's met him. And uh, he's, he's worked in a lot of uh, Westerns and wrote some screenplays director John Milius. Uh, great screenwriter and across different genres too. He didn't just stick in one area. I mean, everything from fantasy to old West to contemporary thrillers. He's just a really gifted writer. And, and a director, you know, he, he did, he did uh, cover the entire spectrum of, of entertainment. A very talented guy, but I thoroughly enjoyed Conan the Barbarian when I saw it. I did not see it in the theater. Conan was rated R. I, I wasn't available to go see it, but I did catch it at a friend's house on cable and uh, thought, oh man, this is a, this is the Marvel Comics Edgar Rice Burroughs Conan the Barbarian. This is this is really cool, and uh, I was glad to see him hit the big screen. One of the another one of those earlier comic book movies, other than Superman, to hit the big screen. Well, I, I used to remember going to the com or excuse me, not the comic, but the paperback bookstore. We had a used paperback bookstore, and I always thought, look at all these Conan novels. There were tons and tons of novels written in the Conan universe. Yeah, and I was more of a, speaking of that, another childhood memory I had is I, I lived about as far from school as I did from my local library. I lived within walking distance. I was pretty lucky in the rural town that I grew, grew up that we were actually living in town, and I could walk through a park to the, uh, as, after I walked through the park, on the other side of the road was the library, the local library, and I went in and you know, checked out a lot of books, uh, and and that's where I discovered a lot of the. Um, they actually had comic books in there that you could read. You couldn't leave the the. You could not leave the uh, library with those. But that's where I kind of discovered Conan from Marvel Comics and started reading him. And I also discovered classical music at the library. They you could rent records there and either take them home or listening listen to them at your library on a little corner station that they had set up with a vinyl you know, record player in the corner and I pulled out and I was listening to Holtz to Planets and listening to a lot of classic music going oh well you know I love the music in Star Wars and I love all those orchestra scores that really got me hooked this sounds kind of like it too this is classical music so it's another thing childhood memory growing up going to the library yeah, and I think we both talked about this before, but for newer audience members, uh, I got hooked into classical music thanks to being hooked into film scores. Film scores and Bugs Bunny introduced us to opera. We talked about that, too, in the past. We talked about it last week, dude. <laughs> well, technically, that's the past. Yeah, so well, no, you, no, you are right. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> hey, if I get that close, I'm okay. Today, it's always National Something Day on a day. I don't think out of 365 days a year that it's not National Blank Something Day. But today, 
even even today of all days or this week or this next two weeks or month or however long this is this thing is going on, especially today. Today, believe it or not, is National Common Courtesy Day. So please exercise it. What <laughs> a your, perfect day your, for it to happen. Oh, yeah. And I hope everything about everyone is exercising that. We're exercising it here at home. We're, it's just uh, Mrs. BK and I and Pippa are a little plot hound. We're the only ones in the home now. And we're sequestered here until... You know, until something happens and we're, we're keeping our distance from everybody. Uh, and it's also we, we actually celebrated this last Tuesday because we had spaghetti. But it's National French Bread Day. Ooh, yes. <laughs> so, I well, mean, you get French bread, Italian bread, whatever kind of bread you want to eat with your, your spaghetti or whatever you're going to eat. Uh, slice it in half, put some butter on it with some garlic spread or whatever and bake it in the oven or whatever. And national, You can actually, isn't that great? Look at that. National Common Courtesy Day along with French Bread Day. You could do both of those and be in a really good mood. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> because you're, if, you, if you're stuck at home with your, with your significant other or family, you can go stop at the store because grocery stores are still open, get a loaf of bread and break bread with your family. How about that? That's right. And you know what? I can't help you. If you don't like who you're who you're confined with, I can't help you there. We, you and I happen to like who we're confined with. So we're okay, we're okay with it. We're uh, we can we can do whatever we want. We're actually looking into uh, going down to the basement, pulling up maybe some board games and all of that. If if anything good comes out of this whole incident that's going on, this this COVID-19 incident, it's going to make us probably step back and, and look at the little things and don't don't sweat the big things look at the little things that are important to us and uh, and you go oh wow all of a sudden that doesn't matter much to me and more this does something a little more important like friends and family and and other things that that are near and dear to your heart yeah, you know, we did that the other day. My wife and I played a game of backgammon, something very quick and easy. We could just sit down. We were in the middle of making dinner, and we had about a 30-minute wait while things were on the stove. And she, we just got the backgammon board out and rolled some dice and drank a, an adult beverage and just enjoyed couple time. It was nice. You have enough adult beverages, you're not going to care anything about it. You know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> hey, right? you know what? One of the things, while everybody was running to the store looking for toilet paper, we were buying vodka. So there you go. <laughs> We have our priorities. Everyone forgot the first day of spring. It kind of snuck by. Yeah, technically yesterday, but I heard someone say today, but it was technically yesterday. Um, You know what? It felt almost summer-like the last couple of days. I'm kind of glad that we got back to a little cooler day here today. I love usually here in North Georgia that about a month or so here, late March to early April, where you don't have to run the HVAC at all. You just open the windows and, you know what, we could all use more fresh air. If we can't go anywhere, we can still air out the house. See, and I love that when we're when we're transitioning from uh, from winter to spring or spring into summer, and then you're transitioning from a um, from a hot summer into fall. Those wonderful days where you actually can do that at your home is open everything up, don't have to run any type of condition air conditioning unit, heat or cool either one, and just let nature either cool you or warm you up. And plus, driving your car without the AC on and able to do that. Uh, with with the, what I used to call as a kid when I didn't have an air conditioner in my car, I said, "Oh yeah, I got an air conditioner. I got a two sixty, two windows down at sixty miles an hour, and that's what that's the air conditioner I would use in my car in those mild times." That's great. That feels great to me. That that's those are my favorite memories when I first started driving, and it's amazing how. You talk about sense memories. We always talk about that as, as actors, but it's a strong thing where either smells or sense can bring back such strong memories. And the first time, it's a cooler day, usually when the humidity drops and you roll your windows down and you're driving and you feel the wind in the uh, in the car and that's fresh air smell. And I'm back and I'm 16 listening to cassette tapes in my car driving around thinking, this is freedom. 
we took a test on what was some of your favorite smells uh, or what they are. And one of them for me was freshly cut grass in the summertime. You drive by and you smell that grass being cut or freshly baked bread. Two great smells. Oh, that go great together. <laughs> That's right. Reese's for the peanut butter cups. Hey, it's Big Down there. We're going to take a break and uh, a little different format today, but I think we're handling it quite nicely. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to give Alan a quiz on about some 70s slogans and commercials. Can, can we fill them out and figure out what they are? It's Big Down there. Stay tuned for that and more. to BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online on the TuneIn radio app. Now, back to a guy who'll make you feel really young, mostly because he's so old. It's BK on the Air. Here are some words of wisdom from Mr. Know-It-All. Hey, we're back. Are we back? Are we back? We are back. We are back we're live back. and in Technicolor. <laughs> Which was great, too, by the way. Those early movies in Technicolor really showed up. The color really saturated, and it was really awesome. You know what we should say? We should come up with an ad. Is it live or is it Memorex? Oh, no, it's just BK on the air. It's just oh, BK. No. No. <laughs> That's great. Hey, another childhood memory I had. Hey, we're back, by the way. It's BK on the air, 770-386-1450 is our number. If things sounds a little, sound a little different today, I'm, uh, I'm kind of hunkered down in the COVID-19 uh, bunker today, uh, practicing what we're supposed to be practicing. Alan's back at the studio, and I'm at... Uh, I'm at my wonderful uh, Broadcast Central uh, stu- home studio that I have. You should see it. It's so rigged up here. It's just the goofiest looking studio you've ever seen. I got like some duct tape and some uh, things hanging from the ceiling and wires and stuff. But it's working though, right? It's working. So, so far, yeah. What's cool is at least you get to have your dog in your studio. I don't get to have mine here. That's right. And she's being really good today. She's being quiet. But you know, I, I haven't can't heard a single bark. The minute that squirrel runs by the front porch, all you're oh, going to hear all oh. heck break loose. So I'll have to warn you about that if that yeah. happens. So, but she's doing pretty good. Another childhood memory I have: a couple of weeks ago, we did uh, it was National Cereal Day, and uh, Helen remembers it well because we we're talking about cereal for about two segments of the show. And then we, I think we all left that day and went, on the way home. We we, we had, I stopped and got a box of cereal to take it home. I haven't had it in a while. Alan just went to his cereal store that he has in the kitchen. I just went to the yeah the pantry store. and uh, <laughs> right. what of the twelve different varieties of cereal? do i want today it's like a wine vintage you have the uh, the cereal seller so uh but what i did was as a kid let's let's face it as kids we are impatient and, we, and everything's about us we're selfish and everything that's just the way it is when you're a kid i didn't want to wait till i ate all that cereal to get the prize out so of course what i did was pour the entire contents into a giant bowl first i tried to get the prize first first of all talk about being unsanitary i'm like i can reach down through the box beside the cereal and put my whole hand just crunching it down through the cereal and i can find that prize and pull it out you know i I can get it out. No, can't do that. So I poured it all out, took the prize. And then, you know what? Here's a, here's a little something you find out when you're a kid that you learn. When you try to pour cereal back into the bag, it doesn't really, for some reason, it never goes back in right where you can close it properly. Do you notice that? Yeah, especially when I was a kid. I always had that weird bubble in the middle. Yeah, it bulged out in the in the box, and that's what gave you away the torn the torn open thing that you messed up, and it and it's all bulging out the wrong way. The cereal box looks weird. That's how mom could tell. You poured this cereal out and got the prize out, didn't you? Why no, Mom? I, I didn't. Yes, you did. Your nose is growing, <laughs> so <laughs> I got I got nailed every time when that happened. So, uh, but uh, another great memory cereal. We still have a box of. Uh, I think I think she picked up Lucky Charms this week. So yeah, 
nothing wrong with kid cereal. I I think that day I went home and had my uh, my crunch berries with uh, excuse me, Captain Crunch with crunch berries, but I've got a wide 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 selection. I've, I'm never without kid cereal at my house. Well, we said we're going to do it. Let's go ahead and do it now. Let's uh, let's take a quiz from a compliment to our folks at MeTV at MeTV.com. Uh, we've gathered some memorable commercial slogans that aired during the 70s. Some of them stuck around for years. Others are relics of the decade. You know, some of them float off into obscurity. Let's see if Alan can match these ad taglines to the correct brand. Okay. Good luck, buddy. Here um, we go. I'm ready. I don't know if I'm going to do well, but uh, I'm ready to give it a try. I think you will. Number one. Here's one. Some of them uh, require fill in the blank, and some of them are just a slogan. You tell me what it is. Number one, I name this uh, product. I am blank on blank because blank is stuck on me. I am hooked on something because something's stuck on me. Oh, wait. Oh, what is it? I am hooked on. I can hear the song in my head. I am, I'm, sorry, the, the fra- I'm sorry. The phrase is I am stuck on blank. Oh, stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid Band-Aid's stuck, stuck on, on me. me. Band-Aid. Band-Aid. You are correct, sir. It is Band-Aid. That's another one of those uh, name brands that we called everything a Band-Aid, even if it wasn't the name brand Band-Aid. That's what we called it. You know, I had you to know, start like, like back when we Xerox something. Hey, let's Xerox that. Oh, you mean copy it. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I keep, uh, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I was like singing it because I, I couldn't actually word it out in my head. It was like, you know, the, the preamble of the Constitution, thanks to the, uh, the, the, the folks at yeah, Schoolhouse, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah. I have to always sing it. <laughs> Well, this this one, okay. You should get this one because I think we actually still run this on our on our radio station. Blank is the place with the helpful hardware man. Ace, and now it's person. The helpful hardware hardware. person. (laughs) Yeah, person now, but yeah, back in the seventies, it was the man. Ace is the place. (laughs) We all know. Yeah, Ace Ace Hardware in Cartersville, one of our advertisers. Very very well, awesome place. One of my. Uh, Here's another one. You deserve a break today. Oh, come on. Isn't that McDonald's? Is that your guess? Yes. All right. The, 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 the choices are McDonald's, Kit Kat, or Swanson Frozen Dinners. Oh, no. It's McDonald's. McDonald's. You are right. It's McDonald's. All right. Number four. Name this 70s ad. Nobody does it like blank. Nobody I does it like Betty Crocker. All the Is it like Betty Crocker? Nobody does it like Betty Crocker. Your, your, your choices are Sarah Lee, Oscar Mayer, and Jimmy Dean. Oh, um. Nobody does it like blank. Sarah Lee. You are correct. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. I always heard that about her. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's, She'll still charge you. Baking, baking. She'll still baking. charge you, but you know you, got, you still got to pay for it. You <laughs> can't right, just walk out of five. the store with that. <laughs> number, number five, uh, don't leave home without it. Don't your leave. choices are Excedrin, Timex, or American Express. I think yeah, it's, it's Amex, American Express. American Express. Yep, Mr. Uh, Big Nose Carl Malden from the streets of San Francisco right. said it best. Don't leave home without it. Oh, see, and we t- I didn't know this one was going to be on there, but I totally gave this one away to you earlier. Blank, take me away. Calgon. Your choices yeah. are your choices are Avis, Delta, and Calgon. Calgon, Avis. Calgon. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> They're the rental sure car Avis? company. <laughs> You my know, wife could have used Davis could have used that. My wife has a different spin on that. She's like Avis, take him away. So <laughs> Avis, take him away <laughs> to the funny farm. All right, number seven. <laughs> oh, seven, seven. They're they're coming to take me away. Number seven. <laughs> Seventy slogans. Here we go. Okay. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Oh. In fact, he, in fact, he says it like this. 
I can't believe I ate that. Isn't that Alka Seltzer? Uh, your choices are Pizza Hut, Snickers, and Alka Seltzer. Yeah, Alka Seltzer. Correct. It is Alka Seltzer. Yeah, because yeah. he's like old, kind of a middle aged fat guy. He's sitting there at late at night. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, dear Lord. And you oh. see the plop, plop in the foreground. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I ate the whole watch, thing. Watch it, watch it, what you say there, buddy. Middle-aged fat guy. Let's watch Wait that. a minute. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> and sometimes I did eat. I can't believe I ate the whole thing sometimes when she coached some of this. The next slogan from the 70s. This should be an easy one. Reach out and touch someone. Oh, Except that's, right now during the COVID-19 pandemic that's going on. That's got to be uh, AT&T. Okay, your choices are Hallmark, Western Union, or the Bell system. Okay, Bell, telephone. Yeah. Right. Before the before the monopoly breakup or whatever, whatever they did, it's the Bell system. They all became AT&T. Number nine. Oh, we're trucking right along here. 70 slogan. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Ah, oh, the, the, the perspirant, your, the, the antiperspirant your, 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 for yeah. ladies. Secret. Your secret. That's right. I, would, I didn't even have to give you the choices on that one. Okay. Nope. Secret is correct. You're doing pretty good so far. See, I told you. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Hey, let me borrow okay. some of that antiperspirant. No, it's for me. <laughs> why Why can't I use it if it's okay with you? What's the big deal? Well, um, here's here's another one to look out for uh, while you're uh, self-quarantined here. Please don't squeeze the blank. The Charmin, assuming you can find it. <laughs> the Charmin, right? With all this going on, do you, I bet people wish they had some Charmin to squeeze. Do you remember that ad campaign where they had uh, Mr. Was it Mr. Whipple? And he used Mr. to go Whipple, around, and yep. he'd be so angry. And then they changed the campaign where he was like, "Go ahead, squeeze the Charmin." I'm like, "What happened? That's right? <laughs> You've ruined my <laughs> childhood." <laughs> That's right. Even in the ads where he told them not to squeeze it, it would cut to him toward the end, and he would squeeze it and get caught, and he oh. was guilty. Oh yeah, so it's terrible. Uh, okay, here's number eleven. Fast food chain made early commercials in 1977 when they said, "When you're hungry, make tracks for blank." When That's a you're more hungry. hard one there. Mm. Here's your choices. When you're hungry, make tracks for blank. Okay. You can choose Sonic, Subway, or Hardee's. See, I thought Hardee's. That sounded like a Hardee's commercial. Uh, I'm going to go with Hardee's. It's the 70s, and he is wrong. Oh, oh heartbreak. He My wrong. first wrong one. The first wrong one. You know what's funny is it usually gives me the correct one after you choose a wrong one, but it's not telling me. I'm thinking that subway because it's tracks and a subway. Get it? I'll have to look oh, that up to make sure. Oh, yeah, subway. But I think it's God subway. bless America. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let me squeeze in one more before we go to the break. Uh, okay. Fast food chain. We're the fresh food place. We're the fresh food place. Is that Taco Bell, Wendy's, or Blimpy? Blimpy. Blimpy. You are incorrect. It's Taco Bell. Taco Bell used that. What? Okay, Back in the 70s. I can think yep, of I can think of three <laughs> things wrong with that slogan: fresh food right. and well, I guess place work. So two things wrong. Tell, tell them, tell me more in detail at the commercial break off the air, and I'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you might need some of that Alka Seltzer because I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That's right. We both love eating to talk about. Speak down there. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish this up. When we come back, we're having fun here. Speak down there. That's what I always wanted to do. We'll be back. Mamma mia! That's a, some spicy meatball. And now, back to a guy who has no idea what a call of encroachment means, but he knows what roughing the listener is all about. It's BK on the air. Hey, no roughing today. No roughing, please. No roughing. Hard to do that when you're six (laughs) feet apart. 
I know, or or uh, or in this uh, case, about, miles, about like yeah, 60, 60, 60 miles. <laughs> That's right. The only the only drawback to this, and the only thing that I don't like about this, is I run the risk now of them going at the state at the station management going. Let's just let him do this every Saturday. There's no reason for him to come in. He did it just fine from home. I'm like, no, no, I like coming in there, hanging out with Alan, you know, doing the show. Let's keep going. So hopefully we'll return to normal very soon, and this all blows over, if you'll pardon the pun. I hope it does. I but hope we're so, by. too. You know, I know it's going to feel it, – right now it feels like it's forever that we're we're going through this, The even though it's only been really about a month and a half that we've really kind of known about it seriously, and it's only been a couple of weeks that we've started hearing about the self-quarantining uh, and isolation, and then in the last six days that we've been really clamping down, it just—I think we're going to end up looking back in you know a couple of months, going, "Yeah, it wasn't as bad as we thought, but at the time, right now, it feels like it's horrible." Yeah, could we get like something together? Uh, and send a big care package of stuff to China for this. We can give them like a lot of Justin Bieber albums and maybe a Yugo and a Pinto car and just send, send them a bunch of stuff over there to thank them for, for, for some of this. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Well, we're talking about 70 slogans with Alan. We're taking a quiz here. I want to get back to it. And I got another childhood memory I want to tell everybody that made me happy growing up. 70 slogans. He's we're trying to pick them out here. I'm giving him the slogan or, or missing a few words, and we got to figure out what what is the product that we were talking about in the 70s in this ad. Uh, number 13, the brand promised that it helps keep you face to face. The slogan is helps keep you face to face. Is that AT&T, Kodak, or Scope? Oh, ooh, helps keep you face to face. It could literally be any of those. Any of those. Think about it. But, you know, I'm going to go with scope. You're going to go with scope. Did you know that I got that one wrong and you got it right? Oh, good. <laughs> well, I've gotten two wrong so far, but I'm assuming that's one more than you. That's okay, though, but you're, you're, we're still doing, doing good and trucking right along. Number 14, this company had people singing. It was a singing thing. We wear short shorts. We wear short shorts. Yeah. Remember that one? We you know, wear and as a, short as a prepubescent teen, I really liked that commercial oh. for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, it was that Lee's Nair or Chic? It's Nair. I was going to say it's the hair removal cream or whatever. The hair removal. You are correct. It is Nair. And, you know, I, I always liked the girls on the commercial. You know, I was, you know, I was 11 years old. I don't know why. But later on, I'd find out why I liked them. So nothing wrong with that. Because <laughs> they were wearing short shorts on a commercial. Uh, number 15, 70 slogan. Sometimes you feel like a nut. You Sometimes you don't. Sometimes That's you Almond don't. Joy or Mounds, depending. And exactly right. Almond Joy was uh, was if you don't. It was if you do, and if you don't, it was um, uh, Mounds. Mounds. I've always right, been this, a Mounds man myself. You have good. I never could. You know, I never was a big. I can't. I don't like eating coconut. I don't like the texture of coconut. How it just sticks in your mouth and it stays there. I do though like coconut flavored. It's a if it's a coconut flavored drink or an or a coconut fragrance. Mm-hmm. I love that. But for some reason, I never got into oh, the coconut. I love coconut uh, dark chocolate. And I love when Bruce Willis said it is zounds what mounds in their take up of Taming of the Shrew in Moonlighting. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Next one up. This commercial had Broderick Crawford on it of the Highway Patrol declaring. It's not too sweet. That's the slogan. It's not too sweet. Your choices are Canada Dry, Sweet and Low, or Tab. What is not too? It's not too sweet. Which one does that uh, go with? Oh, that's. I had to guess on this one too. I'm going to say Canada Dry. Canada Dry. It's not too sweet. You are correct. Yes. Because Tab would be. It's only one calorie. (laughs) It's just one calorie. There's all the slogans. That's the end of the quiz. Oh, so I missed two. 
That's not bad. You missed, you missed two. I think we tied on this. This is one that I think you tied with me. Uh-oh. I missed two I've been, as well. I've been studying. I've been, I got my uh, How to Be More Like BK uh, for Dummies manual, and it's really, really good. Uh, isn't that called How to Be Like a BK Dummy? Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's for dummies. <laughs> oh, there's a word there right before it. Okay. That's like yeah. the uh, that's like the terrible commercials uh, Benny Hill would always do on his television show. He would it was a skit of him filming bad actors and bad actresses doing commercials for him. He's like, "Okay, dear, you're ready here and action." And the woman would go, "Oh, what's that in the road ahead?" He's like, "No, no, no, cut, cut. You're you're, you're pausing at the wrong place. It's, <laughs> it's what's that in the road ahead?" Right, <laughs> you're just saying it wrong. So what's, what's it's that all in the, the road addiction ahead? <laughs> Uh, modern done. Modern uh, a modern take on that in the Friends episode when he was reading for a part, and he's like, "Why are you saying that long pause?" He goes, "No, no, no. That that, that means you take a long <laughs> don't, pause. <laughs> don't don't read the stage direction. You don't, you don't have to read the stage direction. It just tells you to take a long pause." <laughs> Red 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 Fox was doing that on a Sanford and Son too. It looks like it looks like they all borrowed from everybody. Uh, he was like he was like, "I can't believe that you're doing this to me, son." Walking toward the door. <laughs> It's like, no, you're not supposed to read that last part. So see, sitcoms, they think they're original, but they all borrow from someone else doing that. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that we had, uh, I saw Jackie Gleason on an episode. On, uh, he appeared on um, Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. In, the, in 86, Jackie had been doing television since the early 50s, and Johnny was astounded that he wasn't on The Tonight Show until 1986. He couldn't get him on until then. And you remember the movie uh, Nothing in Common he did with uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, it was about that time, and he had him on there pr- promoting that movie. And uh, J- uh, Johnny asked Jackie, hey, do you watch sitcoms? He goes, you're a legend. You were in The Honeymooners, and you've been in Smoking the Bandit, and you did all this television, uh, uh, your own Jackie Gleason show. He says, what do, you, what do you watch TV? What do you watch? He goes, mostly I watch the news. He goes, I don't watch sitcoms today because from the first s- couple of lines that each character say in, in, the, in the sitcoms when I watch them, he goes, I know where it's going. It, I, I just can't watch them because I kind of know I can figure it out and know exactly where that show was going after doing them so, for so many years. And he said he hated canned, taped laughter that was put into shows, fake laughter, because no matter what the person did in the sitcom, they got a laugh no matter what, even if it wasn't funny. And he hated that. Right. And I kind of agreed with him <laughs> in a way. I mean, it works, and I get it because it's cheaper than ha- really, truly filming in front of a studio yeah. audience. But the folks who can do a live studio audience, that is a lot harder. It's almost like a mini play where you've got a, a live audience reacting to you, and you have to keep, you know, you have to be focused and, and deliver the performance. I uh, I went back and just happened to stumble across just talking about laughter and breaking. If you haven't YouTubed this, uh, and I'm sure you have, but for the audience, a clip of Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show when he's doing the elephant story, improving it for everybody on the couch, and they keep just cracking up, and the audience oh, is yeah. alive. Oh yeah, it's you can't help but laugh because everybody keeps laughing, and Tim Conway trying to stay like the straight man, it is hysterical. It is because each time he kind of tells the story of the elephant, he changes something else about it as he's given the, the, the dialogue. And it's a, it's hilarious. There's a whole reel. If you want to go to YouTube and check this out, there's a whole reel of Carol Burnett outtakes. They're not safe for office and for children because they're outtakes. So they include some colorful metaphors. Occasionally, you yes. don't want people to hear. <laughs> so, and even hearing them when you never could before on television, hear them use that kind of language, hearing it coming out of their mouths is uh is really uh, uh, amazing. And did you know, I, I, I forgot to mention this too. We, we, uh, we lost uh, another actor, uh, Lyle Wagner. 
uh, I know away from, from Wonder Woman, from Wonder Woman and the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, uh, Lyle Wagner. And uh, I happened upon I posted on uh, all the social media out there, especially Facebook, where you can watch a YouTube clip. Uh, he and Adam West both uh, tested for Batman at the same time in the 60s to play Batman and Bruce Wayne. And if you look out there, you can find that footage of, of Adam West reading with Burt Ward. And you can also see um, Lyle Wagner reading for Batman and Bruce Wayne uh, as well. And they, they both have a little different take on it. But they're both, especially Adam West, and both of them, they're both very square-jawed, hero-looking types anyway. And I can understand why they got uh, Lyle Wagner in there to read for it as well. Sometimes watching uh, other people read for a role that didn't get it is interesting. And I know you've seen a lot of those, too. Yeah, what's amazing is the uh, when you go look at the casting uh, for for me specifically looking at Star Wars and realizing how close um, uh, Cindy um, Cindy Williams was going to be Princess Leia before Carrie Fisher. That's right, from Laverne and Shirley, Cindy Williams, exactly. Uh, she and you know what she did a pretty good reading for Princess Leia. She had that damsel in distress, and let's face it, had they picked Cindy Williams, we would to this day be going, ah, Cindy Williams, Princess Leia. We probably would have been celebrating her just like much, when Kurt Russell tried out for it uh, for Han Solo. I was like, oh, I could see Kurt Russell doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. He really was still back then in his in his young pre uh, pre Snake Plissken uh, Escape from New York role. Because as we know, uh, we talked about that on the Escape from New York uh, podcast that we were on with Growler Media. That uh, Snake Plissken is kind of what started the whole uh, Kurt Russell's tough guy image. After yeah. that. Loved it, and he has sort of had that delivery though that you could see would have been used would be used uh, for uh, Escape from New York when he if you go look at the uh, his reading with Mark Hamill of as Han Solo and it's just I'm waiting for him to to do the 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 Big Trouble in Little China, it's Jack Burton's like it's Han Solo you know the guy that made the Kessel Run come on <laughs> that's right come he, he on totally done it. And uh, William Catt, who went on to play the greatest American hero, uh, there's he's on there reading for Luke Skywalker. Uh, for Luke Skywalker, yeah. The the outtakes of who auditioned for George Lucas was amazing. And I'm sure there was a lot more that just wasn't uh, uh, captured on videotape when they did back then because it wasn't that prevalent. Videotape was still kind of being used for a lot of things. But, yes, Lyle Wagner, uh, he was also – and they used him for the straight man on Carol Burnett's show. He was he was the kind of the tall, good-looking uh, hero type. I'll play the straight man in this scene, and you do the goofy stuff. That's exactly right. So Lyle, we lost Lyle Wagner, too. And when I saw that, I'd forgotten that on Wonder Woman – when Wonder Woman started out on uh, – I think it was ABC. That's another show that jumped networks. Wonder Woman was set in World War II in the first episodes, the first season. And I think when they switched over to CBS, they made it in uh, modern times. They set it in 1977. So he played uh, Trevor, Colonel Tre- uh, Steve Trevor's, uh, I think, great-grandson or whatever. But it was the same actor playing just his great-grandson from uh, World War II. So a little Wonder Woman, goofy Lyle Wagner trivia there that we always like to do on PK on the Air. Well, can you believe we're done? We are done. I can't believe it. I thought we had another commercial break. That's what I get for not looking at the clock. <laughs> well, hopefully things clear up. You might be doing this remotely for a couple of weekends, but we'll get back to normal soon enough. We are set up to where we can do it. I appreciate you and all your hard work as always, Alan Sanders. We'll see everyone next week, no matter where we are. BK on the air.